you know, a, a, a service like this, uh, we should be mindful of the, of the Spirit of God and mindful of His presence. You know, there is a world that is seen and there is a world that is unseen. There are things created, you know, in the seen realm and the unseen realm. One is not more real necessarily than the other. They're just different. Many people live oblivious to the unseen realm, but not us. We are specifically enlightened. If you're a believer, you've, the light has come on in your life already, and you have partaken of things invisible, salvation, eternal life, and many other blessings. You've already laid hold of invisible realities. And so you're, you're already kind of in tune. You're already, you've already found that station on the radio. You've already dialed in to some spiritual things. And just in our service so far, already the Spirit of God is beginning to make Himself known more than before we came together. You put your mind there. Sometimes you, sometimes you don't even have to try because he makes you. <laughs> it's like if someone, Wesley, it's like if I came up, <laughs> hey, <laughs> if you get, it's not like someone could ignore you in certain situations. Like, what are you doing right there? <laughs> sometimes the spirit of God will work in, in us in such a way where you can't ignore him because he's just right in your business. So I'm not going to use that illustration on everybody. But, <laughs> and, uh, but even if he doesn't, if he's not that blatant and obvious, uh, we can go there with him. We can intentionally put our mind on spiritual things. And then there he is. There he is. When we sing, when we worship, you can just enjoy the beat and the groove and that's fun you know enjoy the music and the singing and watch the screen and, and and there's nothing inherently wrong with that but I'm telling you there is something further there is something more than external worship it's consciousness of his presence and if we will intentionally whether you, some of you are already there it's like uh, he's here. Uh, nice. I like him. <laughs> and uh, and some you may not be maybe, maybe like I don't I don't feel anything. I don't see anything. Well, you can go there intentionally. It's by faith, but it's by putting your mind on Him. You're acknowledging a reality that you already know, and you're saying, "Thank you, Lord. You're here right now with me, and I love this." And I delight in your goodness and your presence. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. You fill me. You fill my life. You surround me. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. And you go right there. And what happens is uh, we start participating in what we were created for. We start engaging with reality. We start partaking of the thing that God saved us to partake of. Amen. We were born 
of the Spirit, not to say, well, that was my last spiritual experience I'll have until I leave my body. No, if you could be born of the Spirit while in the physical body, then you can partake of many spiritual adventures throughout your days on earth. Yeah? And that's why I tell you this is one of the reasons we get together. This is one of the reasons we gather in a meeting like this. We're going on a safari. <laughs> a spiritual safari. <laughs> Amen. We're going to see some wild creatures. <laughs> Might even have to shoot some demons. <laughs> if they show up, you know. Amen. But I tell you, the Lord has many things he wants to show us. Many things he wants to talk to us about. He has many things he wants to work in our lives. They're the source is, is the realm of God, the spiritual aspect. So we want to engage the spiritual part of us, disconnect our mind and our, and our eyes and our ears on some level from this physical world and engage the eyes of your heart. As Paul called it, the eyes of your understanding or the eyes of your heart. Engage your spiritual eyes and your spiritual ears. Amen. Engage with the Spirit of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. So I don't know if I can do that. You're already doing it right now. Oh, yeah. There's a, there's a, there's, there, there's a connection already made. It's inherent to you. It's the same thing that happened when you were born again. Is you grabbed something, you laid hold of something out of the realm that you couldn't see, and it changed your physical, the physical world. Praise God. Amen, amen. Hallelujah. Let's just pray for a moment. Father, thank you for working in us. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> thank you, Lord. We draw near to you. Thank you. You draw near to us, and we are ever so close. We are one with you, one in the spirit, one in love. Thank you, Lord. We've been born from above. Thank you, Lord, for being ever present right here, right now, in every person's life so that we see you more than we see each other. We see you and we see the things of the spirit more than we do of this, than, than this physical world. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the glory of God. For we are interested in nothing more than the glory of God. That's the greatest. Nothing, nothing here supersedes that. To see your glory. To partake of your glory. To partake of your goodness. To partake of your love. To partake. To participate in the kingdom of God. To participate with you in this service tonight. We gather in your name, Lord Jesus, and you are here. You are here to make manifest the things that we need, to show yourself strong and mighty in our midst, to drive away sickness and disease, to drive away despair and doubt and discouragement. We kick it out in Jesus' name, and we partake of your glory the glorious realm of God. Oh, we give you all the praise, all the honor, all the thanks. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. 
Thank you, Lord. Praise God. If you have specific need of him, to hear from him, to be close to him, for him to work in your life, know that the Lord Jesus said, if you seek, you will find. If you knock, it will be opened. If you ask, it will be given to you. You're in a place where there's an open door. You're in a place where God stands right here before you. Hallelujah. You're in a place of God's grace. There's so much of it you could never use it all up. There's so much goodness extended towards your life you could never consume it all. It overwhelms, it overtakes, and it dissolves everything of this world and of the, of the flesh and every problem and every hurt and every pain. The goodness of God washes over you. And so ask and so seek and so knock and let the Lord show himself strong and mighty in your life tonight. Right here, <laughs> right now. Right now, Lord, we invite, we're asking you to work, we're asking you to move, we're asking you to show yourself strong, just who you are, just asking you to show yourself strong. We're looking to you, seeking after you. We set aside everything of this life, every worry and every care, every concern and every fear, every distraction and every bit of confusion. We set it all aside and seek our hearts fully after you. Ha, ha, ha. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And you said we would find what we seek. Thank you, Lord, for the doors are opened. The doors are opened wide. And there you are. Hallelujah. Right there, right there with all that we need, all that we seek, all that our hearts desire. We give you all the praise, all, all, all the glory, all the honor, all the majesty that's due your name. We give it all to you. Great and mighty God, great and mighty God. Oh, strong and mighty in our midst. We give you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise. We look to you. We look to you, Lord. You're our help. You're our answer. You're our desire. You are for us and not against us. Hallelujah. We look to you, Lord. We look to you, and there you are. <laughs> we look to you, and there you are. We look to you, and here you are, right here before us, right here before us, right here with us. Lord, we thank you. We acknowledge your presence. We acknowledge that you are working. You are working. We acknowledge your voice. We acknowledge your guidance in our lives. This is our choice. We fix our mind on you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because you are true. Your ways are right. Your presence is real. And your presence is, is known manifest, experienced by us now. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Oh, praise God. We give you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise. Ha, 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 ha. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. 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 Ha, ha, ha. Sarah Marikina de Brogadisius. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
Praise God. Thank you, Lord, for being here. Thank you, Lord, that you are near. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, we praise you. We magnify your name. We give you glory. We give you honor. Thank you, Lord. Oh, glory to God. Thank you, Lord. 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 We give you all the praise. We all give you all the glory, all the praise, all the glory, all the honor today. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Now listen, God's goodness is way more abundant, way more potent, way more effectual than any bit of guilt and shame. I got to get rid of this. Okay, done. It's done. His goodness is way... He believes in his own goodness power more than he does in guilt power and shame and condemnation power. I'm probably only saying this to a few people, but that doesn't matter because, uh, you know, the Lord sometimes will single out one individual in hundreds. Just, he's, a, he's the God of the crowd. He's also the God of you. You know, I mean, how many gazillions of people are going to be in heaven? Of all the ages, all that were saved, you know, a lot of people are going to be there, going to be there. And yet you'll have your personal time with him. So God is both, and he does that here. What he does here in the, in the crowd, he'll also do right in your business. There, sometimes there's a word that's given. That's a word, by the way, already. There's a word that's given. It might even, might even be for one person, and that's okay. Just lay hold of it. Say, well, the Lord wouldn't really just be speaking to me out of all these people. Yes, he would. <laughs> he totally would. He'd pause the whole service just to talk to you. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. Amen. So let nothing hinder you. Let nothing distract you. Let nothing keep you out of God's best. Let, no, let nothing keep you from pressing fully into him, knowing that he's smiling when you get there. Knowing that he's not there to rake you over the coals and, and, and knock you down and make you feel bad for all that you've failed in. But he is there with arms open wide to receive you. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's stand. Amen. Thank you, Lord. He's here. Go there, right there. There he is. You see him. Now, you may not see him see him, but you see him. You may not see him with your physical eye. I don't see him with my physical eye. I still see him. Huh? There he is. Praise God. Father, I thank you for working in here. You are working in hearts, working in our lives. Drawing people, people near. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. You know, it so much grieves 
the heart of the Father if there would be anything that would keep you away from Him. Anything, any circumstance, any thought, any, any person, any belief, any de devil, demon from hell. If anything would, would be a wedge, would be a, a block. We know nothing can separate us from his love, but I mean, practically speaking, from you being tight with him, coming before him boldly, coming into his presence with a surety that you're going to partake of and receive of his, his very love. If anything, if there's anything that would get in the way of that, he's not happy about it because he wants us we are the object of his affection the apple of his eye the reason he sent his son and he wants nothing to hold you back nothing you've done nothing from your past nothing from your present that would keep you from engaging fully with him amen ha 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 and and one of the things that can happen is one of the things that keeps people from from a fully approaching the father is shame is I'm not good enough I'm not good enough for something. There's just a, a, a general sense of I'm, I'm insufficient. I'm not good enough. There's too many things wrong with me or there's something I don't know or my faith is not there or, or something about me is undesirable or it's something I've done or something I haven't done that I should have done. And all these things exist and they swirl around in the minds of people and they serve as a hindrance to us fully engaging and fully even asking and fully receiving all that he has for us. I tell you, one of the most powerful experiences I've had within the anointing, one of the most powerful manifest anointings I've experienced in my life is the power of God to break shame. Shockingly so to me. Like, whoa. Like, holy ghost. <laughs> that was powerful. And it was anointing manifest to break off shame from people. Again, in all the ways I've described it and maybe more, maybe in ways that are personal to you that I didn't say it exactly. But when that exists, it keeps us from asking. It keeps us from fully embracing, receiving. It's like, there's that I'm not good enough kind of thing. And yes, there's the truth that makes us free. No condemnation to those who are in Christ, right? There's the truth of his love and his acceptance to, to us. 
And there's also, sometimes, I don't know, we need, the Lord is so gracious, but sometimes it's, we need smacked upside the head with the anointing. And it breaks things, and just like that, you'll see your prayers answered. You'll see what you've desired. Boom, just happens. Just easy. It's like, whoa. It's like this works just like it says it in the Bible now. <laughs> Amen. I want to take a I want to take a minute and I want to lay hands on uh, people who are in that situation. So make room. And if you want to come and have hands laid on you to break that off of your life. And come put your t- come put your toes on the line. Hallelujah. <laughs> Just play the piano for now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. The power of God breaks that off of you tonight in Jesus' name. The power of God breaks that off of you tonight in Jesus' name. The power of God breaks that off of you tonight in Jesus' name. The power of God breaks that off of you tonight in Jesus' name. Be free. God breaks that off of you tonight in Jesus' name.
Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Oh, the Lord is good. Praise God. Amen. Now lift your hands up to heaven with me. Thank you, Lord. We're so grateful. We're so glad. We're so thankful. Hallelujah. We come boldly before the throne of grace to obtain mercy, to find grace to help in time of need. Father, now we, your people, the blood-washed, the blood-bought, the sanctified and separated ones, we come before you without fear, without anxiety, without guilt and shame, without inferiority of any kind. We come before you in the mighty name of Jesus as the washed, the cleansed, the church of the Lord Jesus. We come before you boldly to obtain mercy, to find grace to help in need. We make request of you and you answer us in our time of need. We thank you for the abundant supply and the outflowing and pouring out of your goodness and kindness towards each one. We, we live in it. We live in your blessing. We live in the rest. We live in your, your promises because we have passed every test. In Jesus we win. In the Lord we are accepted. We are embraced and loved. We are your beloved at all times. And we thank you that you are always on our side. Hallelujah. Whoa. We are more than conquerors. We are more than conquerors in him who loved us. Oh, glory to God. We give you praise. For now we are able. Now we are able to stand. Now we are able to come before you. Now we are, acknowledge our worthiness in Christ. We have been made holy and we are accepted in the beloved. Glory to God, we leave the past behind. We will not be down or think less of ourselves any longer. For you have made us well. You have made us whole. You have made us clean. To be partakers of your very life, your very self. This is who we are. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. And I hear this. And so take what belongs to you. And so partake of what I've purchased you to partake of. Make use of the full benefits of being a child of God. Use my word and use my name and boldly take, take possession of the things that I've made available to you because they belong to you. You're in the family. You're in my house. And you are a part of everything I've provided. It belongs to you. So rejoice and be glad and partake of everything I've given you. Ha ha ha. Ha 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 Glory. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You've given us joy where there's been sorrow. Ha ha. All the darkness flees away. In Jesus' name, we rejoice and are glad today. Praise God.
Oh, praise God. <laughs> praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Ha, ha, ha. Hallelujah. Say it with me. I'm accepted. In the beloved. I belong to him. I'm in his love. I'm in the family. I'm part of his part of his plan. I have access to his promises. To all of his grace. The Lord is pleased with me in my life. I'm good enough for him and he's what matters most. Hallelujah. <laughs> I, I, I get the I get the the stirring that some that some people need to make simple request of your father. Simple requests of things that you want him to do for you. I know it's say well you can do that anytime. I know, but there's something something about this right now. Simple request of what he you want him to do for you. Do you need something? Hallelujah. Say, so, well, Lord, I've already asked. I don't want to be out of faith. Then just say, Lord, I'm just, uh, I'm just uh, standing. In, I'm trusting you for what I already asked. You don't have to get out of faith. But right now, I think just you get into thanksgiving. But say, thank you, Lord, for that thing I asked. I'm thanking you for it that I have it now. Praise God. Come on, take a moment and do that. You can do that quietly because it's just between you and him. But, you know, use your own mouth. Just, just whisper if you need to. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Whatever things we desire when we pray, we believe that we receive them and we shall have them. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Father, thank you for that. Oh, praise God. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> thank you for that. Thank you, Lord. For <laughs> thank you for praise God. Thank you for that. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I believe I receive. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you for the abundance of your provision. Thank you, Lord, for the abundance of your wisdom. Thank you, Lord, for the outpouring of you. Glory to God. I thank you. You meet every need. You touch every heart. Thank you, Lord. We make a connection with you today. Hallelujah. Nothing will keep us away. Nothing stands between us. Nothing will keep us back for the very blessings, the glory, the promises of God are being manifest in our lives today. Hallelujah. Testimony after testimony, after provision, after miracle, after, after outstanding deliverance, after a life changed, after stolen items returned. Thank you, Lord. I thank you for opportunities coming. I thank you for direction given. I thank you for the wisdom of God being poured out. Hallelujah. We give you all the glory for you do all things well. And in your presence, there is nothing off the table. You're, you are a limitless God. And we put our faith and trust in you today. For you are able to do exceeding abundantly above all we could ever ask or think according to the power that works in us. We give you all the glory, all the honor and praise. Thanksgiving to your name. Thanksgiving, thanksgiving, thanksgiving thanksgiving to your name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now let's sing. Let's sing again with a heart of gladness, a heart of thanksgiving. Praise God.
Let's lift our hands to heaven again. Hallelujah. Come on, smile at the Lord now. Praise God. We're already in. We've already win. We've been accepted in the beloved. We live without fear. We live without shame. For we've been washed. Washed in the blood and been given Jesus' name. This is our victory day. This is our day of celebration, of joy and gladness. Hallelujah. <laughs> Great joy. Great gladness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, we give you praise, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You've given us the victory. Praise God. Hallelujah. You've heard every request and granted us a yes. Thank you, Lord. You're on our side. And in you we do abide. Forever saved, forgiven, holy, and made new. All the praise to you. Got something uh, better to victorious? Something shout worthy? Hallelujah. Praise God. We are glad in the Lord. Thank you, Lord. We are healed and free, and we are accepted in the beloved. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that every single person walks free, free of, of guilt and shame, free of every bondage, everything that has remained. Thank you, Lord, today we come boldly before you, accepted by you, loved, embraced. Thank you, Lord, for what you've worked in us. Glory to God. Glory to God. We thank you for hearing us when we pray. We thank you, Lord, for responding quickly, quickly. Thank you expediently to the cry of your people. Hallelujah. And change comes suddenly. Thank you, Lord. Things in the earth are changed quickly and suddenly by you. Thank you, Lord. For you will not delay. But thank you, Lord, you answer your people today. Oh, hallelujah. In a moment. Hallelujah. In a moment. Just like that. Just like that. Things are changed. For you are able. Strong and mighty. All the glory and praise to you. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Praise God. Praise God. Why don't you be seated for a minute? Let me share, let me, let me read something to you. Praise God. I want to read something to you from Colossians, but I want to read it not out of my normal translation. So, everybody happy? Thank you, Lord. Let me, before I read, uh, how many know the people of God, if you're a believer, imagine the vast majority are because it's believers meeting. Uh, uh, we're not trying, you're not trying to make it through. 
You're not trying to make it through life. You're not trying to make it through the, the week, the day, the month, the season, the challenge, the whatever. You're not just trying to make it through. Are you listening to me? Okay. If you are, if you have that mentality, it's the wrong mentality. I mean this with all gentleness and sweetness and pastoral care. Stop it. <laughs> you, that's not who you are. It's not who you are in Christ. That's not who you were born to be. We, we have to rid ourselves of the mentality of we are without trying to obtain. Of we are almost, it's almost the mentality of a lost person. You know, when we read, and I quoted earlier from Jesus, you know, seek and you will find. We're not seeking like the world seeks. Okay, if you're already in the in the in the family of God, you're not, it's not like you're seeking like you don't have him. Like, Lord, where are you? Where's my answer? I'm lost without you. You know, I was uh, one time I was at a church and they were singing this song. It was a church. Supposedly, you know, well it was. <laughs> But they kept singing this song, uh, you know, I'm lost without you, I'm, uh, I was cry I'm crying out for you. It had all this language that it's like, you know, you guys are stacking these statements up. You make me feel like I'm either in the old covenant waiting for the Messiah or I'm in the new covenant and I'm just a sinner and I need to get saved. And I thought, none of that's true. Where's the skip in our step? Where's the joy in our singing? Where's the laughter on our mouths? Amen. And I thought, ah, I don't like this. It's too whiny. I don't want to come to church and whine. Why? Because I knew something. And when you know something, it will mess you up for religious church. Once you find out, I am not apart from God, but I've been joined together and made one with him. Then I'm no longer crying out to him as if he's far away. I pray to him and talk to him and even shout his praise, but he's close. Amen. And I'm not, I'm not speaking to him as if you're awesome and mighty and perfect and I'm a mess. <laughs> Why? Because I've been born again. If you've been born of God, you're no longer a mess. Well, I just need the Lord to come rescue me. No, you don't. You've already been rescued. I mean, didn't you receive the same Jesus as the rest of us? And when you got saved, when you said, I believe in my heart that God raised him from the dead, and I confess that Jesus is Lord, didn't the same thing happen in you that happened in me? None of us have got like, you know, lesser degrees of salvation. Well, I got 10% saved. How much saved did you get? I got 20%. No, how many know you, we all got 100%. I don't mean our bodies are changed. That's not what we're talking about. I don't mean our minds are instantly renewed. But as far as the eternal part of us, right, your spirit is 100% born again. 100% a child of God. And it doesn't fade. It doesn't wane. 
It doesn't, it, it doesn't go into recession. What's wrong with well, my spirit's in recession? My sp- <laughs> well, my spirit's my, my spirit is kind of getting away from God. No, it's not. It's never gotten away from God. The only place we get away from God is up here. But, but, but your position with the Lord never changes. You get saved and you're 100% righteous. You're 100% clean. Amen. It's not like if you have one of those newfangled wash machines. You know that they took out the little rotator in the middle? And they said, well, these are better. They save water. And your clothes come out dirty. <laughs> Anybody ever notice that? He said, I got this new wash machine, and it's worse than the old one. I want my old one back. <laughs> Get your clothes out. I got stuff on them. <laughs> the Lord used a new, an old wash machine on us. Right? We came out clean. You didn't come out with a stain. Your spirit doesn't have any stains on it. Your spirit doesn't have any, you know, lingering sins from the past. This stayed on me. Your spirit doesn't have any shame in it. Anything, your spirit doesn't have anything that's unacceptable to God. Any like, ew. Doesn't have any smells. None of that. It's all gone. All gone. Anything that's sticking, it's because, it's, it's because we think it is. We get rid of our, our, our wrong thinking, and we find out, ah, oh, this is nice. I'm like already on the victory side. I'm already in Christ. Amen. Being saved is a real thing that it's, it's both elementary and deep. It's both like this is the first message, the beginning message, and a thousand years from now, we're still going to be talking about it. Amen. But I tell you what, salvation worked for you. It worked for you just as much as it did for the Apostle Paul. It worked for you just as much as it did for uh, Reinhard Bonnke or someone else that you you might know or look up to or respect. It worked for you just as much as it did for everybody else. Yeah, you're just as saved. It's not like when, when you walk up to the throne of God by faith in prayer and, and, and someone else, like who? And Billy Graham walks into the throne of God. To, and you guys both walk in at the same time because, you know, I know he, he died now. But, you know, uh, so he's already there or whatever. Uh, but it's not like if you walk in and someone else like that walks in at the same time, the Lord says, oh, oh. Oh, there, oh there, there's Angie. <laughs> there's Billy. <laughs> no, it doesn't work that way. It's like, hey, there's Billy. Hey, there's Angie. <laughs> you get the same shout out. The heart of the Father gets filled with the same amount of excitement and joy and love because you walk in. Why? Because you're just as saved as he is. You're just as much a child of God as anyone else is. Last week, this week, next week, the day after you blew it, the day before you blow it again, salvation doesn't wane. It doesn't, it's not in flux from day to day. 
You can't be born again, 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 again. You get born again and you're right with God. Amen. Did we read that verse? <laughs> How many, and by the way, I'll read it. I'll read it. How many know? How many know the, the, the believer is not just forgiven? We are no doubt forgiven of sins, but not just forgiven. One, just forgiven. It's like, mm, don't qualify forgiven because forgiven is not a just. It's, a, it's, it's, a, it's a, an amazing thing. But sometimes people confuse humility with acknowledging spiritual reality. And they want to, they want to relate to someone who's not yet saved. And they want to kind of say, like, like, we're the same. It's just I'm forgiven. No, you're not the same and just forgiven. One, forgiven is awesome. But two, when you got saved, when, when you were born again, you are more than just forgiven of sins. In other words, the Lord didn't leave you like you were and just say, I forgive you. They got that in the Old Testament, at least on a, you know, a limited basis. It was an eternal redemption, but they could still be forgiven. When someone gets saved, they're in Christ, there's a whole bunch that takes place. We are made brand spanking new. We are made a child of God. We enter into covenant relationship with Him. We're, we're now we're made of heavenly substance. Born again means born from above. It means Jesus is now your Lord. It means he, that, that the Spirit of God takes up residence inside of you. The mystery is this, that Christ would be in you. And give you an eternal hope. This was a mystery for thousands of years. The prophets of old didn't see it. No one knew it. Jesus didn't even tell, tell them about it hardly except for in code. And then God gave the revelation to Paul and said, let me tell you about the mystery. This has been a secret forever. And here it is. And that mystery, which is plainly written, is still missed by a whole bunch of Christians. They're, they're made something spectacular, outstanding beyond our wildest dreams. But they still think like they're, like they're just that old dude. Well, I'm just the same as you and just, just forgiven. Ah! That's a recipe for disaster. That's a recipe for failure in life. That's a setup for the enemy to dominate you. When you see the fullness of who you are, what he has made you to be, you recognize, oh yeah, now, now, we're, about to, now we're about to rule and reign in this life. Now I'm about to live as an overcomer. Now I'm about to have a prayer life where I just pray and things happen. God answers me every time. It's like he's my father. It's like asking you shall receive means ask and you shall receive. Amen. Listen, I'm going to read. <laughs> because we were born of spiritual substance, born of God, 
born of his spirit, made like him. You and I, we are good at spiritual things. You are good at spiritual things. Well, I'm just, I love the Lord, but I'm not that spiritual. Stop it. You are extremely spiritual. It, it, it's like if, if you came to me with a plumbing problem and you said, I need a plumber, I've got leaky faucets or, a le you know, toilets not working or something more extreme, sprinklers break or, or, or something, and you call me, I'm going to be going, Arr. you shouldn't have called me. I don't have plumbing skills. I mean, I can turn off the faucet. <laughs> maybe unplug the drain, maybe, you know, but I'm not, I'm not a plumber, so I'm not real confident. If you, you say, hey, come help me with my, my situation, I'm going to be like, eh, I don't really want to do that. Why? I'm not a plumber. If you are a plumber, if you have that skill, you've got that gift training, experience, plumbing problem, you're like, Psh, no sweat. What? You got a this? Oh, I can take care of that. I, I, know, I probably know what that is, like 99% without even looking at it. And there's great confidence. There's great skill. And you say, I, I'm, I'll probably just stop by and get this part because it's probably it and yada, yada, yada. You, you know what you're doing. You're confident there. All right. Here's the thing about, about being spiritual, about connecting with God. You're good at it. It's your nature. You may not have gone there, so you, tri you, you trip up here and think, eh, I'm not really that good at that, you know, prophecy or hearing from God or gifts of the Spirit or healing or uh, uh, all this kind of stuff, understanding the scriptures or anything like that. That's not really, uh, I'm not, re yes, you are. You are actually a spiritual person. And it is, it is, uh, natural for you to understand the things of the Spirit. It's normal for you to connect with God. Praying so things change is second nature or first nature to you. You're better at that than eating. You're better at that than showering and combing your hair and those things. Why? Because, well, that's who you are. That's who the Lord made you to be. See, it, it, it's, a, it's a mental shift. Okay, I think I'm going to read. This is Colossians 1, uh, Passion, uh, the Passion Translation, verse 28. Everybody got a few minutes? All right. Uh, Colossians 1, 28. Christ is our message. We preach to awaken hearts and bring every person into the full understanding of truth. It has become my inspiration and passion in ministry to labor with a tireless intensity, with his power flowing through me, to present every believer the revelation of being his perfect one in Jesus Christ. Paul's saying, this is what I'm working for, I'm striving for. I want to give everybody the revelation. Okay, It's not just a matter of human reasoning and figuring it out. He said, I want to give everyone the revelation of being his, what kind of one? His perfect one 
in Jesus Christ. Now, if, if, if your religious mind trips over perfect one, it's time for your religious mind to trip. Paul said, this is the mystery. This is part of the mystery that he's called to reveal. Called to reveal. He said, I want to give this revelation to everyone that you're perfect in Jesus. Well, I'm not. You know, people say, well, nobody's perfect. Well, nobody. Just because people say things a thousand times doesn't make it true. Right? Because CNN lies all day doesn't make what they say true. Right? Just because people say things in church for a million years doesn't make them true. Just because, say, well, nobody's perfect. Yes, they are. Right here. In Christ, you are. In Christ, I am. Perfect. What does that mean? I'm not lacking anything. There's nothing missing. There's nothing in progress. There's nothing broken down, nothing that needs repaired. In Christ, we're talking about, talking about your spirit man. The born again part of you is perfect in him. Say, I don't know about that. Well, let's keep reading. We'll go down to chapter 2. Well, you don't have my translation unless you have a, probably don't unless you have a digital. Uh, Colossians 2.8. Beware that no one distracts you or intimidates you in their attempt to lead you away from Christ's fullness. By pretending to be full of wisdom when they're filled with endless arguments of human logic. For they operate with humanistic and clouded judgments based on the mindset of this world system. And not the anointed truths of the anointed one. Verse 9. For he is the complete fullness of deity living in human form. And our own completeness is now found in him. Our own what? In other words, New King James says we are complete in him. I mean, what complete means? <laughs> Com- complete. It's done. Complete. Not still in progress. Not need five more minutes in the oven. Nope. Totally done. We are completely filled with God as Christ's fullness overflows within us. He is the head of every kingdom and authority in the universe. We're completely filled with God. We're complete in Him. You can't wait to, you just work tirelessly to give everybody the revelation of our perfectness in Him, that we're the perfect one in Him. Yeah. And that takes some effort to convince people of that. To just to convince people, there's nothing wrong with you. And to go back to that word I had earlier, you're good enough. Didn't plan it. But the Lord says you're good enough. Why? The day you got, the day you received Jesus, He did such a powerful and eternal work in you that you are sufficient. You're good enough. And as this says, you're perfect. Amen. Amen. Look, let me read you another one. Well, this is New King James. First John 3. First John 3. Behold, what manner of love. First, first John 3, 1, behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us that we should be called children of God. Therefore, the world does not know us because it did not know him. Beloved, now we are children of God. When are we? Now we are 
children of God. Can you be more of a child of God? Well, this is my, well, this is my kid. This is my son. This is my other son. Kind of. <laughs> He's kind of my. What do you mean? He either is or he isn't. If you're a child of God, you either are or you're not. Which one are you? Well, I've been, I haven't been, you know, I've been away. I haven't been literally living right. Stop it. See yourself according to this word. This is a yes or no. This is not a sliding scale. Well, I'm about a seven out of ten child of God. That's not in there. The revelation is you're perfect. The revelation is it's complete. The revelation is now you are a child of God. You can't get any more child of God than you are child of God right now. You can't be any saved, more, any more saved than you are right now. Another way to say it is you can't become any more righteous. You can't, become, <laughs> you can't improve on salvation. You're saved. This is the way God is in absolute terms. How many know God can never learn anything or forget anything? He can never become more because he's the all in all. When you study the absoluteness of God and omniscience and omnipotence and, and there's, no, you know, there's nowhere he's not. Why? Because he's everywhere. You can't find a place where he's not. He's everywhere. He's all in all. He doesn't change. He can't change. What's he going to become? Less? More? Different? He's everything. Yeah? And when you're saved, you take on an eternal quality. You take on the essence of, of part of the very nature of God. And you become saved, you're totally saved. Your spirit is brand spanking new and eternal. Amen. Now we are the children of God. has not yet been revealed what we shall be. So I, I don't know what this is going to look like in, in the future. But we know that when he is revealed, we shall be like him. Why will we be like him? For we shall see him as he is. We're going to be like him. Let me read one more. One more to you. Can you take one more? Everybody okay? One more. This is believers meeting, right? Okay. Just checking. Making sure we weren't like that entertainment crowd. <laughs> Hebrews 12, verse 23. Hebrews 12, 23. I'll read, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn who are registered in heaven, to God the judge of all, to the spirits of just men made perfect. To the spirits of just men made what? Made pretty good. At least better than before. No? Spirits of just men made perfect. When you were justified by receiving Jesus, your spirit was made perfect. I don't mean you're acting like a perfect person. I'm not saying that. I'm not excusing any wrongdoing. I'm not saying you think like a perfect person. We're trying. We ought to be trying. But what we want to do is align our living, our thinking, our mentality with an unchanging eternal substance that's called life, eternal life, heaven inside of us. We want to adapt to that, not adapt to this 
course of this world are people who try to talk you down. Oh, you're a nothing. You've been told that. Maybe you've told yourself that. Maybe you've been taught that in religious circles of how you're a nothing. You're a waste of the flesh. And, and No. Here's the thing. The carnal mind does not grasp spiritual truth. It tries to dumb everything down. And you make ex extreme statements like this. And it tries to rationalize and say, well, that can't be not, not, not like in real life. And that's why your prayers aren't answered. And that's why you come before God and, and there's no laughter. And there's no shout. And you can't hardly get your feet off the ground in a time of celebration. You're like stuck. <laughs> I rejoice. <laughs> You've dumbed it down and your, your natural life is dominant over your spirit. Your spirit is wanting to get free and wants to get out and wants to shout. And, and your, 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 your carnal mind says, we don't do that. That's not my personality. Let your spirit override your personality. Amen. Here's what I, here's what I mean. Uh, the natural mind has difficult time with spiritual things. Jesus said to Nicodemus, you must be born again. He said, what? How can a man when he's old enter into his mother's womb? Ah! He's freaking out. Jesus is saying this wild stuff. He said, you're a teacher in Israel and you don't understand this basic stuff? Spiritual reality. You gotta be born again. And Jesus would go and he'd say things like, unless you... Eat my flesh and drink my blood. You have no part of me. And the crowd went, ah! And ran. And they all left him. And he said, that which is of the spirit is spirit. And that which is of the flesh is flesh. And all they could see is flesh. And they didn't grasp the spiritual content of what he's saying. Amen. And again and again, we see uh, these, these kind of, of statements. You know, if you want to save your life, what should you do? What? How am I going to save my life if I, if, if I lose my life? You know, when Paul, Paul wrote, he said, when, when I am weak, then I am strong. Yeah. You get that or you just have it memorized? <laughs> you can memorize a statement and say it all day long and not really get it. You know, even in the Proverbs, there were these, this dichotomy of, of concepts came into play when there's, you know, there's the, the one who withholds too much, paraphrase, and goes broke. They don't give enough to live. They're not given enough to prosper. They're holding on to, they're holding on to their money so much they're going broke. And their mind goes, ah, I don't get that. Punch that up on the calculator, that doesn't work. We need to grasp things spiritually. That's why Paul said, I'm working tirelessly. I've got to get this revelation out to people. I've got to let them know about the mystery. I've got to let them know about Christ in you, the hope of glory. I want them to know that this is what he did all this for so he could get in you and make you perfect. 
There's no more striving. There's no more struggle. There's no more attempt to obey every command and thereby be accepted before God. You believe in him and he makes you brand new. And you become his child. You're in the family. You have rights. You have an inheritance. You have the spirit of God deposited inside of you. And in your, there's no more shame about the past. There's no more guilt. There's no more feeling like I'm not good enough. I'm insufficient. My, 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 my faith is not strong. And not stop all that business. You're perfect before your father. Yeah, but I know people. Stop it. I know, you know. I know people who say that and they live like the devil. Well, listen, this happens by starting from a spiritual position, not by trying to obtain it. I don't get to better living by thinking I'm not that, I'm lacking, and I'm just going to keep working hard to try to get better. That's a sinner mentality. That's the unregenerate thinking that way. The revelation that we have now is I am made new. I don't earn new. I don't work towards new. I'm made a new creation in Christ in an instant. Now that I'm that, what's your plumbing problem? (laughs) Now that I am that, I naturally connect with the Father. I'm a spiritual being. I'm loved by Him. Everything's good between us. When I pray, it's just as good as when you pray. Say, well, I've only been a Christian for like a week. I know, and when you pray, it's just as good as when I pray. You have just as much access to the Father. Well, I'm working on my spirit. No, you're not. (laughs) It's brand new, and it can't be improved on. Amen. Is that good for now? Ha, ha, ha. I tell you, when we, when we understand this, we get this. Joy should be everywhere inside of us. Joy, unspeakable and full of glory. We rejoice, and again we say, rejoice. <laughs> yeah. See, but we're in a battle. Listen. The battle has been won. The battle that we're in is to attach our thinking to the battle has been won. Yeah? So if we're struggling, we're not struggling because we're not, you know, saved enough or good enough or sufficient enough or God's not done enough. No, we're struggling because we're thinking like we're still without. We're believing that we're insufficient or we stand before the Lord guilty. Guilty, condemned. You've got, a, you've got a warrant out for your arrest and just hope you don't get pulled over. <laughs> nope, nope, the Lord can't catch me with anything on my record because he destroyed the record. He wiped it all out, everything that was written against me. It's all wiped, wiped out. So if the Lord pulls me over, Hey, Lord, what's up? (laughs) Did you need a ride? 